the spirits. I have absolute trust in the strength of my story. I have absolute trust in the strength of my voice. My name is Betty Rooted Lionheart, and this podcast is called Dear Medicine, A Shamanic Healer's Journey of Self-Love for Earth Healing. So this is an introductory episode that I'm actually recording after I've already recorded episodes one, two, and three. And I'm going to grab a sip of my tea for my throat. And I am recording this one to share with y'all a bit more of the why I'm um, why I'm starting to put this podcast out there into the world. I've done maybe a little bit of that, um, but not necessarily um, a complete explanation. So. What's coming up first is how I open these by saying I have absolute trust in the strength of my story and I have absolute trust in the strength of my voice uh, because those are, that feeling, that absolute trust is pretty brand new in my life. I lived a lot of my life without having much of a voice. And I don't mean literally unable <laughs> to, to speak and make sounds. I mean feeling like I had no voice in the world, like I had nothing to say that anyone um, should bother to listen to, being afraid to speak up. And this path of shamanic healing that I have been living has changed that. Um, it has transformed my life and that is why I am putting this podcast out into the world because I want that for everyone else. I want the people um, for whom this could resonate and for whom this shamanic spirituality, shamanic path of self-healing could transform their lives, I want to help people find the path. Um, and so that's why I'm putting my story out there because my story is not, um, it's not one of those um, fantastical stories of um, traveling the globe and meeting with indigenous healers and having these very remarkable experiences that um, become best-selling books and that kind of thing. I've just been living my life mostly in one place, um, doing a little bit of traveling because we don't have family here and we have two kids and their grandparents are in uh, Florida and California um, and we live in the Finger Lakes region of New York State. 
So I've been living my life and traveling this self-healing path. And for me, that path has led to um, becoming a shamanic healer and being able to help others along their paths of healing. And, um, and this is accessible. This is accessible to anybody and everybody. Um, there was a time when it was thought that the path of a shamanic healer was just for a select few, or actually I should rephrase that, the path of shamanic healing for oneself was just for a select few. Um, but we understand now that that is not true. It's open to anyone who um, is open to it and who gives it a try and who has uh, the appropriate training to learn to learn the technique of letting your spirit, um, letting part of your spirit leave your body and travel in the spirit worlds to communicate with, interact with your spirit guides and access the guidance and healing that they, um, they give to us. So, um, I want to share with y'all the progression of my story from um, being a pretty middle-of-the-road person, um, growing up, you know, white, middle, upper class, um, going to college, going straight from college into a PhD program, um, studying geography and within that global food systems, and looking at really what I was, what I was always looking at in my life is everything that humans are doing wrong and everything that humans are doing to destroy our planet. Um, and trying to figure out how to position myself to make change, how to position myself to do something about all the wrong that I have seen all around me all my life. Um, but really not knowing how to get to a place of making change and, and never feeling myself to be an activist. Um, you know, I've, I have gone out there and, and made poster board sign and, and held the sign in a pretty safe and small um, protest here or there, but I've never considered myself an activist. Um, I've never been one to take the risk of climbing up in a tree and chaining myself to it or chaining myself to a bulldozer. Um, or standing in the way of a bulldozer, um, things like that. And so I had felt in my life that I really wasn't an activist. And one of the things that really changed that was finding my way at the end of 2015 to this amazing work called The Work That Reconnects, which was developed by Joanna Macy and her colleagues um, they started, she started developing this work in 1978, which is the year that I was born. And I was dumbfounded when I found it that I had lived 
most of my life without coming across it because I had so needed it. Uh, the work that reconnects is this amazing group process for helping us come together in a circle to deeply share and express our despair and other emotions for for the earth, for what humans are doing to the earth in a space in which we are held and witnessed by others. And it's really very transformative. And one of the things that Joanna Macy says, which I love, is that there are three types of activism. Even though we commonly only consider one of these three types to be activism. So the very common type she calls holding actions. And those are the things like protests or like chaining yourself to a tree or a bulldozer. Those are the more visible things. And the purpose of those is to try to halt some of the damage that is being done. Another way of being an activist is to create new structures, to try to create new ways of being and acting in the world that are not destructive. Um, and those are things like the small organic farms, the fair trade, um, the community gardens, all of these ways of providing food and other things um, for ourselves and our communities that don't rely as much on the massive structures that really destroy the planet. Um, other things that are coming to mind are like skill sharing and tool libraries, um, that kind of thing. And then the third part, and this for me, this is the one, this is where I locate myself, the third way of being an activist is being a part of the shift in consciousness that is required to really turn things around on this planet. And the shift in consciousness is transformation of the spiritual, mental, and emotional ways that we are in the world. And it's really... Um, it was just really so helpful to me to finally be able to realize that I actually am an activist, even though I've never chained myself <laughs> to a bulldozer. Um, and I never will. Um, I'm the mom of two young people, and, um, and they need me to be their mom, not to be run over by a bulldozer. <laughs> and maybe that's um, kind of a lame excuse, but... Um, it's an excuse nonetheless. So I'm an activist in terms of the shift of consciousness in the, in the spiritual, mental, and emotional transformations that we need on the planet. Um, I did spend part of my life trying to work in the realm of new structures. So I left the PhD program that I was in because I realized that I really enjoyed working with my hands way more than with my brain. I had uh, taken a leave from the PhD program to uh, go learn how to grow food organically. What I was doing in the PhD program was talking about all of the negative ways in which we grow food using 
chemicals, genetically modified foods, all of that kind of thing. Um, I started that program in 2000. And I wanted to take a break from that and learn how to grow food organically, how to do the alternative to what I was critiquing and complaining about. Um, and I ended up spending a year and a half in that program. I was hired after the six-month apprenticeship to stay as a teacher's assistant. We were called second-year apprentices. Um, I met my husband in that program, and then he moved back to Massachusetts with me. I was at Clark University in the geography department, and I ended up um, I ended up miserably failing my oral examinations. Um, in large part because I still didn't have my voice. And so I've always been comfortable writing and taking the time I need to say things perfectly, but never ever comfortable in spoken word and never comfortable in engaging in trying to convince someone of my opinion or my position. And that is exactly what the oral examinations were. And I failed, and I'm grateful, even though it was pretty traumatizing at the time. Um, but that is what led me to decide that I didn't, I didn't need to keep forging ahead with this academic path. I never saw myself in academia anyway, and I gave myself permission to bow out with a master's degree and follow the path of doing work with my hands. And so um, my husband and I worked on a small farm in Massachusetts for a season and then we moved back to California for a time. We worked in a goat dairy for a year and, um, and then he got a job at a organic farm at a junior college and I got a job writing for a small local newspaper in Rohnert Park, and I wrote about all kinds of, um, actually all kinds of the, the new structures types of things. I was writing about um, small farms, about school gardens, about community gardens, about um, local initiatives to protect and clean waterways, um, you name it, if it, was, if it was a positive thing that was taking place in that small local area, um, I was out there writing about it for maybe a year and a half. And then I got pregnant and um, had my first son in 2008. And then we moved to New York State in 2010 with the goal of creating more of those new structures. Um, starting an intentional community and a small organic farm. And so failing at creating those new structures, those ways of um, living differently and less impactfully on the planet um, and living those very hard years of struggle trying to create those things are part of what contributed to 
me hitting bottom in my life and that hitting bottom is what led me to my path of healing. And that path of healing is um, what led me to find my shamanic teacher, um, Becky Shining Bearheart, um, who has just transformed my life. And, um, and she is actually the one who found my voice. She found a lost soul part that she returned to me, which brought my voice, brought to me my ability to speak meaningfully in the world. And that led very quickly to me stepping into leadership in leading workshops within uh, the Work That Reconnects model. I was giving a workshops that uh, my co-facilitator and I called Active Hope, named after one of the books that Joanna Macy wrote called Active Hope. And that was um, really significant for me. I'm someone who I, I remember very clearly uh, in high school when I had to get up in front of the classroom to share a report or recite something, I would stutter, I would shake and stutter. It was awful, it was awful um, and embarrassing. <laughs> and to come to a place where I've gotten that, that lost soul energy, um, I've gotten my voice back and I am with confidence in front of small groups of people facilitating this amazing um, transformative work. I want that, I want that for everyone. I want, I want people to find this path to healing if it resonates with them and to step into their power, to step into what is theirs to do in the world. Um, one of the things that I realized recently, which has been really helpful to me, that as I am growing my shamanic healing work into a thriving business that supports me and supports my children and supports braided root waters and supports the manifestation of braided root waters healing sanctuary, <clears throat> um, I've lost my train of thought for a moment. Bear with me here. Um, yes, that um, I'm working through a book <clears throat> that is helping me pinpoint who my ideal clients are. Who do I really want to work with so that I'm doing my best work and bringing the most change into the world. And I've realized <clears throat> that my ideal client, the people I most want to work with, are people who want to make change in more than just their own lives. I want to work with people who 
want to heal and grow and change and transform their own lives so that they can go out into the world and be their most effective, most transformative selves for other people, for the planet, for all our relations, all the other animals and plants and insects and beings that we share this beautiful planet with. And I love knowing that. It's really helpful to me to know that. And it's been really helpful to me to think of myself as a, um, as a pebble dropped into a cosmic pond that sends ripples out outward and outward and outward, that as I touch people who are brought into the sphere of the healing work that is mine to move into the world, and as their lives transform, those ripples spread outward and outward and outward and outward. Um, it's a beautiful image that I've really been enjoying. Uh, carrying with me late, lately as I, as I do my manifesting. Um, I do have a few notes that I'm going to look at and see what I've shared and what I've not yet shared. Um, yeah, so I was a little bit walking through my journey, um, beginning to lead those workshops, um, I'll just add in there that throughout, you know, I've been a, a mother since 2008, had my second child in 2012, and the struggles that I've had with being a mother and the healing that I've needed to do of my own mommy issues and the mothering that, that I did and didn't receive. Um, and doing various kinds of work um, to keep my family afloat. I've worked on uh, groundskeeping at Cornell for a summer. I worked for a summer doing um, laying of tile with a construction company. Um, and then ultimately I started in 2018 my own housekeeping business where I was just employing myself, cleaning people's homes, so that I could control my schedule and um, become an apprentice, take the apprenticeship in shamanic healing with my teacher and become a shamanic healer. And though actually when I began that apprenticeship, it wasn't with the express purpose of becoming a healer to help others. It was just a knowing that this was my path, that I needed to learn as much from Becky Shiny Bearheart as she was willing to teach me so that I could continue doing the healing and growth and transformation in my own life. And it was really only, I don't know, about halfway through that apprenticeship that I realized, oh, oh, I guess this means that I'm going to be a healer, actually. I hadn't, I hadn't realized that. I hadn't come to it with that intention. Um, and 
even though I finished that apprenticeship in 2019, I wasn't ready to um, step into the world as a healer until really very recently. And if you think about it, in the long ago tribal times, someone who was going to be a shamanic healer in that tribe would have spent their entire lives apprenticing to one of the healing elders within the tribe, probably from they would have been identified before they could walk or shortly thereafter. Um, and that would have been cultivated in that young person throughout their lives. And so we're divorced in this culture from access to that. And we come to our healing paths when we come to them. And once we become trained as healers, we become ready to become healers when we're ready, not necessarily when the training is complete. So I'm still currently cleaning um, just a few houses as I'm making this shift to doing my healing work full time. Um, and let me just make sure I share um, the things that I've gotten written down <clears throat> that I know I want to share. <clears throat> Excuse. So, yes, um, just a, let's see, uh, yeah, a slight explanation, I guess, of the title of the podcast, Dear Medicine, A Shamanic Healer's Journey of Self-Love for Earth Healing. So pretty early in my path of self-healing, I learned why I'm here on the planet. And it was actually in a, a different three-year healing program um, called Hidden Treasure at a, a retreat center called Light on the Hill in Van Etten, New York, pretty close to where I live. In a guided meditation, I came to this knowledge that, that I have come to Earth to love the Earth. Like the reason, the core, the foundational reason that I'm on the planet is just to love the Earth. But in order to love the Earth, I need to love myself because I am the earth. I'm not just a part of the earth, I am the earth. We all are the earth. Um, we are all one, the earth and each of the microscopic beings on the earth, each human on the earth. We're all, we are all one being. Um, and in that way, in order for me to love the earth, I learned that I need to love myself. And 
dear as a spirit guide for me has been so helpful, so helpful in that. Dear has helped me um, when I really wasn't loving myself, when I was really um, upset with myself or shaming myself or disgusted with myself or hating myself or all, you know, any and all of the negative things that we, that we visit upon ourselves. Um, there are so many deer in this area, um, so many deer at Braided Root Waters, and in so many of those moments when I needed that reminder, a deer would walk across my path, whether I was driving in a car or walking the land. Um, deer has been a constant reminder to me to love myself. So, um, yeah, the, the path of healing has also brought me to the point in um, 2021, October of 2021, that I realized I needed to decide to end my marriage. And um, it's now June of 2023, and my ex and I still live together, um, and we've done nothing legal, but um, we are moving forward on the path of taking the legal steps and doing what we need to do to live separately when the time for that is right. And, and then since that decision was made um, and really beginning in the early part of this year is when I have started to, the, to walk the path of recognizing the patriarchal sexual trauma that has been embedded in literally every cell of my body my whole life and starting to heal that trauma, move that trauma out of my body and and I've realized that this is something that I want to specialize in. I want to specialize in helping people heal the patriarchal sexual trauma that we hold in our bodies. I know I'm not the only one. Um, I actually wonder if there's a human on the planet that doesn't hold patriarchal sexual trauma in their bodies to some degree or other. And I feel strongly that healing ourselves, healing the planet, requires reconnecting with the earth and it requires reconnecting with goddess spirituality with the earth as the mother goddess that she is um, I believe it requires a pendulum shift in the opposite direction. So if you think of how a pendulum is something that swings back and forth, back and forth, back and forth until it finally comes to 
um, a stop at the center, we've been in a thousands of year long shift in the pendulum to the patriarchy, to the one father God, to the um, to the beliefs and practices that destroy the planet. And the planet is what gives us our lives. And if we destroy the planet, we destroy ourselves. I believe we need a 180 degree shift swing in the pendulum in the other direction to the goddess, to the earth mother, to honoring all the pre-patriarchal spiritualities and ways of relating to each other and the earth in order to heal ourselves and heal the planet and to find our way to the balance of the pendulum where the pendulum can be more in the center. But we can't go from where we are, horribly skewed towards the patriarchy, to a balance. Um, we have to swing in the other direction and honor what has been not just not honored, but honoring what has been vilified and demonified and um, yeah, to honor the goddesses and all the all the spiritual beings that that love and support us and want to help us see our way forward to healing ourselves and healing the planet. And those spirits, those spirit guides are accessible to all of us um, when we learn to shamanic journey. And part of my purpose on the planet is to help as many people as I possibly can learn how to shamanic journey for themselves so that they can move this healing energy through their own lives. Um, having a shamanic healer do healing work for you is awesome. It's incredible. I'm all for it. Um, that is something that I do for people and I want to do more and more of that. And the truth is that it's even more incredible when you learn how to do it for yourself. And so I want to help people learn how to do that, how to find that for themselves as well. Okay, let me just check and make sure that I've covered it. And I think, I think that I have. So I'm going to wrap this up, bring it to a close. Um, by reminding you that my name is Betty Rooted Lionheart and I have absolute trust in the strength of my story. I have absolute trust in the strength of my voice.
May the spirits be fed by our gratitude. May the spirits be fed by my sharing my story.